on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson. Better late than never. Woo! <laughs> it's showtime. How's your Friday, RJ? Uh, it's, it's good. Uh, it's been a little bit lazy, but it's been good, and ready to get a show going. Ready to preview a nice uh, long weekend. Which Are you trying to stretch it into a four-day weekend? Is that why? Trying to, and it's not going to work. Hey, is it supposed to snow Monday? What? No, I'm not. Snow? Uh, yeah. Dude, like, check your weather app uh, thingamajigger. I think it's supposed to snow like Monday Let's or see. Tuesday. Search it's supposed for to be really cool Monday. So, so cheek. Okay, so check this out. Uh, I have eighty-seven as the high on Monday. Okay, so Tuesday, sixty. As oh, holy there we go. cow! There we go. 60. That's what I'm. That's what overnight I'm low for. of thirty. That's what I'm looking for. It'll warm back up to the mid-eighties by the following weekend. Though. Isn't that? I mean, again, we. We You're going to start seeing to, leaves change fast then. Like, we're, we emphasize about this about Utah all the time, but like Utah just changes seasons in the middle of the week whenever it wants. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's, it's supposed that to be time n- of year. 92, 94 tomorrow, 91 Sunday, and then 80 or whatever you said Monday, and then all of a sudden 60 degrees Tuesday. That's unreal. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm ready for uh, a nice weekend and uh, look forward to, well, I still got to work, but look forward to uh, seeing some good college football games. Are you excited? I, I know we're here up north in Aggie Nation. Are you at least intrigued to see what that team down south does against uh, Navy on Monday night? Very. Does, that, does it intrigue you sure. at all? Sure. Uh, just... Navy's had success. They've they've built a program. Uh, it's always a unique style. You know they're a they're a national brand. They go all over. Um, you know, BYU doesn't play that style against that style uh, often, and you know they don't play Air Force every year, so uh, they don't face an option team very much. Uh, there's been a lot there. A lot of hype about that BYU team, about all the guys they have back. But um, just to have local college football, I think, will be interesting. Uh, Speaking of which, there's been a lot of news about football, right? Uh, Big Ten was kind of in the news. Um, Pac-12 as well. Um, There's been some controversy. We know some colleges have not been as happy. Their situations, um, Coach Frost at Nebraska has just they've just released some breaking news just right before we went on the air. So this is unscripted. We're just calling an audible here. <laughs> Get your headphone on. Turn your volume up. This is from the official Nebraska Huskers account. When did this come out? Just at 3.54. Oh, geez. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here. Uh, as you know, Twitter has hey, been... Excuse me. I got this covered. All right, I got Andrew. this covered. All right. Your show, Chicken Wings. My name is Andrew Christensen. I like football because I love tailgates. They improve mental health, they stimulate the local economy, and they create lasting memories. But most importantly, tailgates mean wings. 
just like a wing without a bone is just a saucy nug, a Saturday without Husker football is just a Saturday. I propose that one, we bring college football back to Lincoln. Two, we never tailgate with saucy nugs. And three, you stop calling me Carrot Top because the tops of carrots are green. I want the last one minute and whatever that was back of my life. Have you, have you seen his original? This is the same guy who, yeah, okay, so who we, approached an official Lincoln City yeah, council did, meeting. And didn't he ask for like... To be called, no, no longer use the term boneless chicken wings. Yes, he preferred saucy nugs was one of his proposals. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, hey, good job, Nebraska. That is pretty good. That's a, that's a good slow clap right there. That is pretty good. I uh... <laughs> Recognizing something's very big, it's in your community, tying it to uh, trying to get football back, it's very clever. Very clever. I, uh, <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. I'm watching the video without audio, trying to think about everything they just said. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Big Ten's kind of uh, a mess right now, aren't they? He, sheds, uh, he said, she said kind of a thing, and he said, doctor said, and doctor didn't say it, but now he's going to apologize. I, this is a mess over there in uh, Midwest of the country. I, I still, to this day, we do not have a definitive answer as to how that report happened. How does a doctor go forth and say, based on my information, based on my studies, 30 to 35% of those who have contracted the virus have this potential long-term effect? And then all of a sudden, all these other doctors and medical experts in other communities and other universities say, well, that doesn't jive with our information. That, that's, that's, that sounds like an outlier in Penn State. And then later in the day, uh, you know, <laughs> that's my bad. I, uh, sorry, can I walk that back? It's like, how does that happen? How are you a medical professional? Uh, yeah, that is not good. Uh, sir? Wendy's is hiring. <laughs> Find a new job right now because you're going to be looking for one. As long as they don't offer boneless chicken wings. <laughs> Especially in Nebraska. Uh, yeah, dude, that's, that's a mess right now. But the, the crazy thing is, is, and I think Larry Scott was on the uh, Dan Patrick show this morning. I don't know if you're listening to that this morning. Oh, I missed that. Oh, here on the station. And he talked about they think they'll be playing football in January. And they said might even be earlier. Based on the new uh, contract that they signed, what, yesterday about uh, being able to get tests quicker and results quicker? Is that right? And then, right. So then Larry Scott came out today on the Dan Patrick show and said, you're going to be playing football in January, if not earlier. Which is uh, pretty optimistic, if you ask me, considering everything that's gone on. So... I think that there is a possibility of that happening, and I think that a return to play means practices and essentially, quote-unquote, fall camp begins in the fall. But uh, games could begin at the first part of January. Uh, didn't I see something uh, that said that they don't want games going any later than mid-April? Yeah. Yep, that would be true. 
So, so to do that, you have to start, yeah, early January. In January. Yep, in January. So we're going to have this, like, little break, aren't we? I mean, we'll have – I call it a break, but the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 will be playing with a few other teams mixed in. But then come December, if things work out the way the NBA is hoping to and college football hopes they will too on their end, uh, you'll have – and college basketball, by the way, as well. I can't forget about that. But you'll have college basketball, NBA basketball, and college football just starting – and uh, that's going to be just uh, a tsunami of sports right at you. Think about that. College basketball, college football, NFL will be going into playoff mode. And uh, NBA will just be starting if they start in December, mid-December, if that's what they plan on doing. It's a ton of stuff coming at you all of a sudden again. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how it all works out, uh, who can stay safe, and in college basketball, by the way, uh, John Rothstein, Eric, was reporting earlier today about a bubble in, uh, da, 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 where is it, Las Vegas. And there are some teams that have either talked about or been selected to be in that bubble. For basketball? Yeah, for basketball. And I'm trying to look for it. There was like, I mean, and, but dude, the team was like Louisville. So they'd be coming across the country to do that. Uh, shoot. Now I can't find it. Doggone it. Anyways, there was like Louisville and four other teams. And I thought, why in the world can't Utah State be in that bubble? So let's see. Hera, let's see. He says, Hera's Cherokee Center in Nashville, North Carolina, has emerged as a potential location to host bubble in college basketball. It would host both non-conference and conference games. And then he said the 2020 Maui Invitational was considering... Harris Cherokee Center in Nashville, North Carolina, as a potential location, which would be North Carolina, Indiana, Alabama, Texas, Stanford, Providence, UNLV, and Davidson. So there's some bubble locations coming up. It's just who's going to be able to participate in. Again, if it's in Vegas, I don't understand why Utah State wouldn't be a part of that. And, of course, I can't find it now that I'm looking for it. That's It's usually the case. But it seems like it would be a natural fit. Oh, there it is. It'd be geographically so, close. They would be a good opponent to have in there. Okay, if UNLV is so, going to participate, then Utah State ought to. BDG Sports is attempting to put together a preseason college basketball bubbles in both Las Vegas and Florida. Current Las Vegas MGM Resorts main event would feature or will feature Louisville, Arkansas, San Francisco, Colorado State. I'd really enjoy if Utah State was a part of that. That'd be nice. They need a bubble of some sort because you can't go across the country, right? Well, it, I think it, it to could play be Myrtle problematic. Beach. Yeah. Do you think that, that non-conference basketball? Like the more and more we go further into this, like non-conference basketball will happen. Like it's crazy that they're actually going to try and make it work. And I mean, it's not crazy. Excuse me. I love it. I'd love to see some non-conference basketball. Do you know what's a really big bummer though, Eric? Is that the Spectrum was going to host St. Mary's and BYU at our house. But the problem is, is that you would have either little to no fans. 
That's what would suck. Like, the home court advantage in the spectrum is bar none best in the country. Like, it has home court advantage. You have 19,000 or whatever it is, maniacs in there. Standing crowd only if it's BYU or St. Mary's in that house. Not 19,000. Oh, sorry. 10,000. 10, sorry, I'm thinking football. Uh, but still, I mean, 10, uh, I mean, even like a standing room only would be just, what, 10-5 maybe? But uh, you you get BYU and St. Mary's in there with no to little crowd. There's no advantage. There's none advantage at all. Well, there's some advantage, but it's not the, not the same. What would the advantage be versus BYU? Well, if you still have some fans there, they can still make some noise. They can still heckle. They can still do chants and cheers. But it's not to the same degree if it's a full house. It's better than having just a vacant stadium and playing without fans. So you think there would be some sort of a home court advantage? If, okay, so if there's 10,000 fans that can fill that place. And 3,000 fans go to that game. Do you consider it home court advantage? If it's still in Logan? Yeah. Sure. Spread out socially They still distance. have to travel. They still have to sleep in a different bed. They still have to shoot in that arena. It's not their familiar court. There's still going to be fans there that can heckle them and do cheers. I, I feel like it'd almost be like a neutral court game. Because you're... I mean, for example, when they were at Vivint Small Home Arena last year, now they didn't sleep in a different bed, but different arena, different court. There are still fans heckling them. You know, shooting the background, you know, shooting background looked a lot different as they did at Vivint Small Home. I feel like it'd be a neutral site game, even with 3,000 fans. Get him, like, in the spectrum with. 10,000 Aggie Maniacs, and I, I think it's a whole different ball game. I'd rather have BYU come here with fans in the stands and, and a sold-out house. That's asking a lot, though, considering where we're at right now and, and the pandemic and all that. And um, Yeah, it, it's a bummer. I feel that, that's a huge bummer to have St. Mary's and BYU coming here and very little to no fans. That suck. So, anyways... Uh, Back to non-conference basketball, if you could put something together like Pac-12, WCC, and Mountain West Conference teams into a bubble and have them play in Las Vegas or in Arizona, that would be an absolute win. Oh, that'd be saucy. That'd be incredible. You'd have some great Oh, matchups. yeah. Arizona, Arizona State. You take maybe UCLA. You take uh, um, Utah would probably be in there if you can. And then you take a few Mountain West Conference teams and then maybe throw in Gonzaga, BYU, and San Diego. Not San Diego State, but San Diego. And throw them all into that bubble. And maybe San Diego State goes in there, yeah, too. Yeah, San Diego like, State. That would be, dude, that would be saucy for everybody to I don't, be I don't see of. how that would hurt any of those teams. No, no, not at all. If it's in Arizona, it's in Arizona. If it's in Vegas, it's in Vegas. I mean, the only place you couldn't play, just based on restrictions and such, is California. With the latest news with this uh, rapid testing, and it's uh, something that's non-invasive, uh, I think that those are real positive things that should indicate that we may be able to have a regular basketball season. Yep, me too. Me too. But it still kind of depends on you know, can these teams, can some of these teams in these areas, can they even practice? Yeah. You know, I, uh, Would they be allowed to travel? Because <clears throat> those are the two big keys. I was talking to a friend last night. And we were talking about this exact same thing you just brought up, that 
uh, the hope to play college basketball. What's crazy, and when you and I have talked about this at nauseum, but what's crazy is four months ago, we thought for sure there'd be a college basketball season. Without a doubt, without question, non-conference and regular, fans included, we thought for sure we'd have a basketball season. Now we're still on the fringe of, well, we going to have games or not? I mean, we hope to have conference games, but it's a we hope to, not we know we will. And that's scary. That's a bummer. Uh, there's still some time to decide this uh, and to come up with some solutions and, and alternatives. But that's got to be done by mid-September, isn't but it? I, mean, I think that, that window is closing. Yeah, because the, season's, the season was to have started, what, at the end of October? Very first week of November? Um, and right now it's September 4th. So sooner than later would be nice, NCAA. <laughs> I would imagine by mid-September we'll have a pretty good idea of what we're looking at and what our schedule is going to look like. But you're right. I, I don't know. You, you want some kind of a non-conference schedule just to help your RPI, and their RPI is going to be great this year, Eric. Based on the preseason schedule that they had on their on on their list, it's going to look really really nice. I hope it happens. I hope it does. Uh, with oh yeah, we all do absolutely. With additional testing, with additional knowledge and understanding of what's going on, hopefully with the return to the campus with all these students on these on these campuses, that uh, we don't have a lot of spread. Yep. That uh, that this thing tamps down. That. Um, solutions or um, uh, vaccines become available, and, uh, and we're starting to get you know, closer to getting this thing behind us. Here's the thing, though. Uh, you heard about Utah County, right? No. Oh, you didn't? So their cases went from 7 to 10 to 40 yesterday. 40. Jumped 30. And uh, reason as to, uh, or theory to reason is that there was no mask wearing. There were social gatherings um, consistently. Uh, there was no social distancing. There was no caution at all whatsoever there. Um, man, Utah County has to kill all the party, doesn't it? That's just how BYU and Utah County does it. Numbers in Utah were going down in the low 300s. The latest report today in the state is over 500 now. Yep. And the major explosion came from Utah County. Uh, Only three new positive cases in our Bear River Help. There we go. Aggie Nation knows how to do it right. So there must not have been this widespread outbreak on those dorms like we thought there were. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, poor kids. that's a whole different quarantine. For that's days. a whole different story in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eric, do you think we'll have a football season? I mean, based on the do cases, we, do I think Utah State will have a football season? Mount West Conference, Utah State. I guess Mount West Conference and Utah State are two different questions right now, isn't it? Actually, thinking about it, um, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, they're one of the same. Utah State won't go rogue. Well, I just say I I, I say, and thing. you know why I say Mount I say Mount West Conference because, and then I almost deferred it from Utah State just based on the California restrictions, New Mexico, obviously. 
Well, um, it's a fair question. You know, what if everybody in the Mountain West could play except San Jose, San Diego State, and Fresno? Does the Mountain West continue to hold everybody else hostage while California sits? If you're San Diego State, do you say, hey, if we can't play, none of y'all can play? That's not fair. Yeah, that's a good point. If we can't play, none of y'all. But here's the thing is, I think you got to understand, like, if you can't play, it's because of where you live. It has nothing to do with the Mount West Conference saying, oh, we can't let you play. That's not the Mount West Conference saying that. It's the state saying that. There's a difference. If the state's saying it, like you have to go argue to the state. You can't go argue to the Mount West Conference. If the Mount West Conference wants to move on and have a season with people are, who are willing to have a season, what, I, what do you, you're going to say, hey, you can't go outside and play without me. Uh, I'm sorry, you're New Mexico. You're not Boise State. This isn't uh, this isn't a conversation. Uh, that's a fair question. You know, what if it's uh, what if it's Boise State that can't go and everybody else can? That's again, it's it's not. Do you capitulate way. to your power players, or do you say this is we're we're gonna make sure we make everything available? Again, I I feel like it's not the Mountain West call to say a team can't play. They'll welcome anybody who wants to play in the season, but. If the state says you can't play, don't blame the Mount West Conference. They're just doing what they want to do. They're just they're doing what everybody wants. They're playing football. So you can't go after them and say, well, you can't play football without us. You know, no, we can. It's just that you're not going to be a part of it. And don't blame us. It's it's your state government yeah, who's looking out for you guys. If they do that though, they're going to be staring a lawsuit. Staring, well, a lawsuit coming right for down what though? Him. A lawsuit for what though? Like, hey, we're a member of this conference. You are we joined this conference to participate in all the things that are going on. You if did. If you continue and you do things and you exclude us, they're why not are we still them. here? They're not excluding them. It, you're you're playing games and they can't. That's called exclusion. No, they're no, no, they're not saying you can't come play. The state is saying you can't come play. Mountain West Conference is more than happy to have them. Right. And then if the Mountain West says we're going to play games, yeah. Here's the schedule. You're scheduled to play Utah State on this date. And if you don't show up, you don't show up. See, well, then I just exclude him from the whole entire schedule. I, it's an entirety. There you, it is. You said you exclude them. Okay, sorry. Wait, I. It's that's what okay, it is. It's an exclusion. Okay, no, don't turn that in around to me. <laughs> no, don't don't turn that sword to me. No, the state is saying you can't play. So they're telling the Mount West Conference don't schedule them because they can't play. Again, don't blame. Yeah, the state's not getting get involved with athletic decisions. You don't think so? No, they're going to sit only up that we do not allow contact sports. We do not allow close proximity practices. Okay, but so if they, so then, and then what's like, the okay, based on what that law is or that decision is, that's how it affects what you're trying to do as a team. Maybe your sport can play. Maybe your tennis, you can do tennis. Maybe your golf, you don't have close contact. You can still play. But close contact sports, wrestling, basketball, football, can't do it until you get into certain levels of whatever they want to call it. <laughs> hmm. But I, I think that uh, the Mountain West is going to do something that gives everyone an opportunity. 
I don't think that they will say, we're ready to go. If the California schools or New Mexico can't join us, too bad. Because those, those schools will all file lawsuits. And the Mountain West will, be, will have its hands tied and will, won't be able to move forward until everybody is able to move forward. You can only run as fast as your as the slowest member on your team. Okay, so what's more likely to happen? I'll give you A, B, and C. Season starts Thanksgiving weekend. Season starts in January. We have a season in the fall of 2021. Which is most likely? Yeah. For the Mountain West? In your opinion right now. Where we stand? Uh, I think uh, the fall of 2021 is probably the most likely. January uh, is the second most, but I think there's a pretty good gap there. And then I think there's a significant gap between number two and number three, which was Thanksgiving week. I was hoping to have some hope that we'd have a season in winter. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I that was my same category too. Is that it's 2021, big huge gap. January, even a bigger gap, and then Thanksgiving weekend. But here's the thing: if the Big Ten can pull it off. Who's to say like the Mountain West? I mean, Mountain West Conference couldn't do it. Well. But again, there's complications to it's that, and I and I get it. A lot of other completely. layers. Yeah, there's there's a financial component to this. That's significant, because to some degree, it, it's it's better for some of these schools not to play, than to try to play. It's it's a better financial decision to not have games, than to have games, because of all the costs that's involved with ramping up, with your facilities, with your players, with your nutrition, with your travel than to just save the money on what you would be spending in a normal normal season and just cut your losses for the lost revenue. Wait, sir, there'll be a lot of it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, I'm just looking at the six-man voting. Uh, I was going to bring that up when we got into the NBA. But, yeah, just re- re- uh, was revealed just, what, five, ten minutes ago? Yeah. And wow. So let's get into that right now. Actually, we'll oh take a quick gosh. we'll call a quick timeout when we come back. The 6th man of the year. I've got complaints. Has been revealed in the NBA. I've got serious complaints here, dude. <laughs> who's on the list, who's not on the list? <laughs> we'll talk about that that next on the full court. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The NBA has been releasing various different postseason awards over the last week. Coach of the year, most improved player. Sixth man of the year was awarded just today, earlier this afternoon. And the person who who wins the sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell for the L.A. Clippers. 397 total points. He received more first place vo- uh, first place votes than anybody uh, at 58. Uh, Dennis Schroeder for Oklahoma City came in second with 35 first place votes, uh, 328 total points. Uh, Lou Williams was third. Christian Wood with Detroit was fourth, followed by George Hill. Old man George over the hill. Uh, Goran Dragic. Derek Rose, Davis Bertans, and Dwight Howard. Okay. Dwight Howard received one third-place vote. 
to still make it on the list. Uh, Eric, do you remember, I think this was two years ago, and David Woodward was left off the list for a guy from San Jose State that nobody knew? <laughs> and the very first thing I said was drugs. Drugs are a dangerous thing, kids, and this is why. Because when you're doing drugs, you make dumb decisions like this. How in the heck? How, who, like, who the fetch is Christian Wood? I ain't never heard of the dude. Gordon Drogic? D- D- Davis Bertans? Like, I can't even say his name right because I don't even know who he is. Like, Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard. Now, how is Jordan Clarkson not on this list? How did Go- Jordan Clarkson not receive one vote? He's but, not saying he should receive first place votes. Dude, Derek But how Rose did he not get a list, second man? or even a third place vote? Derek Rose is on this list. Rose had his moments, but. No. Is he, is he like, a sixth man? I thought I, he was a starter. I don't care. Rose had his moments, but Jordan had more. Jordan had more great moments than Derek Rose, Davis Bertans, Dwight Howard, and Christian Wood combined. And more consistent moments, too. That is horrible. I mean, Dwight Howard is having a little bit of a resurgence in reminding us that he can still play basketball. Wonderful. That's cool. But really? No Jordan Clarkson at all? These guys suck. Whoever, like, you know, I'm never buying a car from Kia in my life, and this is why. (laughs) Oh, don't blame the sponsor. I'm blaming the sponsor for this. They're the one that approved of it. I mean, Montrezl Harrell, I get it. Yes. Dennis Schroeder, absolutely yes. Lou Williams, definitely. But Christian Wood, George Hill, Drogic, Derek Rose, and Dave Bertans, along with Dwight Howard. That is just, that's laziness. And I make bad decisions in my life, too. I do. I make some really bad decisions. But I'm not as stupid as this. Uh, that is that it, is just bonkers. Yeah, it blows my mind. <laughs> Dude, how? I don't see how Jordan Clarkson doesn't even get a vote. Like, he shouldn't have won, and I'm not saying he should have won. But, my gosh. Open your eyes. They didn't play every game at... 10.30 Eastern time. You had to have seen what he was doing. Is it only because he only spent he didn't spend a full season with the Jazz? Okay, before so that, let, he didn't do much? So let me uh, clarify my previous comment. Jordan Clarkson, since he was traded to the Utah Jazz, has done more than Christian Wood, George Hill, Derek Rose, Dave Bertans, Dwight Howard combined. And that's since he's been in Utah. I don't know what the crap they're doing on that list. That's horrible. Like, Davis Bertans is probably going to be cut to the G League team along with Tony Bradley. They're probably going to be on the same team. Dwight Howard's going to retire in a year and a half to make a rap album. Christian Wood. no one, Dude, Christian, no one knows who the hell you are anyways, dude. He's going to end up like being traded to Brooklyn to never play a minute in his life. Drogic is is whiny. Derek Rose is going to retire in a year. And Davis Bertans is like, that's not even a player. That's a made up name. They made up somebody on the Washington wizards to put him on the freaking list. I've played NBA 2k 20 for the last eight months. And I've never ever in my life 
seen someone named named Davis Bertans. Davis Bertans. What? No, I know. I'm not even going to say his name right because he doesn't even deserve to have it right. He plays for Washington. No, he doesn't. There, there's no such thing. There is no such human named Davis <laughs> Bertans. Jordan Clarkson averaged 15.2 points a game this past season. Davis Bertans averaged 15.4. All right. So, uh, DV's Bertans. Uh, John Russell just texted in. I don't disagree with you, he says. But what do you mean the Cl- that Clarkson's done more than all those others? Uh, do you really? Okay. Uh, sure. Why not? He has been a more. He's a, been a bigger contributor off the bench than any of those guys. He has played more significant minutes than any of those guys. He has played more games, probably, than any of those guys with Utah. And by the way, that bench was garbage before he got there. That bench, the scoring went up dramatically since he has been there. Well, he was a huge addition for the Jazz. There's no question about that. There's a but in your tone of voice, though. What is it? Uh, he wasn't the best defensive player. It doesn't matter. He. Uh, oh, sorry. Derrick Rose was third in defensive player of the year. My bad. I missed that. Derrick Rose averaged 18.1 points a game. This he year. started some of those games, though. Yeah, that's true. I don't think of him as a sixth man. I think of him as a starter. Christian Wood of Detroit. Uh, dude, they have two Detroit guys on here, and they weren't even in the freaking playoffs. You know, and when I think of uh, Davi Bertans, like, like, dude, I, okay, so in NBA 2K, they have these classic teams, and like, for example, Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley did not give them the rights to create them and put them on the game. So they just created some white bald guy. Davi Bert, uh, Croutons is freaking <laughs> one of those made-up guys Croutons? who never has like, ever been heard of. And he's just one of those bald guys with a bandana that they created. The Jazz weren't in the playoffs either. Yes, they were. What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, let's look at win shares for okay, these guys. Yeah, maybe that will help me out more. Maybe that will help you. And understand. Uh, I can't and I don't have everybody for Jordan Clarkson not being on this list. I don't have everybody pulled up, but I have a couple of these guys. So, Goran Dragic, his win shares was 3.5. Christian Wood, 5.1. Derrick Rose, 2.5. Dwight Howard, 5.4. Jordan Clarkson, 3.4. And Davis Croutons was 3.5. Uh... Christian Wood, just so you know, averaged 13.1 points a game in 62 games. Well, his uh, so they even PPR made up numbers for the guy? Efficiency rating was 23.2. Jordan Clarkson, 17.3. <laughs> Dwight Howard, 18.7. So, there are some guys that, okay. okay, I get it. Yeah, they, they're they probably 
maybe a little bit better for how they help their teams. But to to exclude Jordan Clarkson altogether, I blows my mind. Yeah, that's horrible. That's bad. That's just no effort, and that's laziness. Good for them, though. Good for them. Huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Like, and I'm not again. I'm not saying he should have won it, but he should have at least gotten one or two votes. I'd be pissed if I were him right now. So yeah, bottom line is uh, Montrez Harrell gets the sixth man of the year. Lou Williams also with the Clippers comes in third. He's a perennial contender for sixth man. Uh, Dennis Schroeder was second, by the way. Uh, but no, Jordan Clarkson didn't even make the list. No votes whatsoever. Uh, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, we'll give you an update on the other things going on in the bubble in the NBA. Um, exciting game last night. A, a game winner at the buzzer. Uh, what's on tap today? Denver Nuggets stunk it up. Can they do any better? Uh, it's going to be game one in the other series tonight. Uh, will it be similar to the game one we saw last night in the Western Conference? We'll give you an update on what's going on in the West in the NBA. And uh, coming up next hour, we'll get into the high school football games that are on tap. Really exciting games on the schedule. You still have time to register and make your picks for our Cash Valley Preps, our Cash Valley Media Group Preps Pick'em Contest presented by the Logo Shop. Go to cvpick'em.com. Get registered, make your picks until uh, up until 6 o'clock. That's the cutoff time. And if you get the most points, you do the best this week, you win a $100 gift certificate to the Cater Shop. So go check it out. Go get registered to see if you could win and have the best picks this weekend for what's going on in high school football. Hey, by the way, John said he was joking. I'm sorry, John. I can't read sarcasm through a text. I suck at that. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Okay, sorry. I was yeah. Eric France and AJ Salison. Uh, waking from a deep sleep. It, dude, it's it's ready for the weekend. Let's put it that way. Seen of the games last night. So are the NBA voters. They need to have a nice long weekend and think They've about been their lives. Sleeping too long. Maybe a new career at McDonald's with Tony Bradley. Uh, yeah. I saw. Actually, I saw the fourth quarter of the Raptors Celtics game, and then I watched honestly for about. Two and a half quarters of the Clippers Nuggets game before I said this thing's over. A uh, good first quarter between Clippers and, yeah. and, and Nuggets. You saw. Here's the thing: is that, and I think we have to remember this. Uh, Tuesday night, Utah Jazz Denver Nuggets play a physical, fought hard game seven, and that's late. That's eight thirty their time in Florida, and then they're done. They get rest. They have to go through a walkthrough and some practice the next day. Murray got kneed in the Mur- in the thigh. Yeah, and so I mean, and so they're going through a walkthrough and practice. They have one day to prep for the L.A. Clippers, Eric. One day to prep for them. While the Clippers have had like three or four or whatever it is now, they've been able to just kind of sit on it and wait for them to be done. And then you you just saw that. Right? You saw the legs kind of go out from underneath Denver by the third quarter. 
and you saw why Denver, I guess, why Jamal, how, how Jamal Murray can be shut down. Like, Jamal Murray was a different Jamal Murray offensively last night than he was versus Utah. And why? That's because Royce O'Neal isn't guarding him. Instead, it's Patrick Beverly. Uh, instead, it's uh, Lou Williams. It's Montrez Harrell. Like, these are dogs just getting after this guy. Wouldn't it be nice to have multiple defensive wings you could throw at a guy? Man, that'd be so cool. Instead, we just have one guy. Yeah. Well, and he's, he's like a half a guy, too. He's like a half a star. <laughs> so you know, Kawhi Leonard was... Dude, and he was phenomenal. F- yeah, and he has been. But he, he has been forgotten in these individual performances yes. that have happened. Like, Donovan has had his moments. Jamal Murray's had his moments. Luka Doncic has had a, a moment or two. Uh, even Jimmy Butler had a moment the other day. Yeah, how about that? Um, but what's lost is that Kawhi Leonard has been fantastic every game. He's not putting 40 and 50 on the board, but he's consistently at that 30-point mark and still a monster defensively. Yeah, and, and Montrezl Harrell I thought was really good. I think there was a play where uh, Porter comes around a, uh, a curl screen on the on the left side baseline, goes to the hoop, and then is met. Like Montrezl Harrell goes from the right elbow to the rim just to meet MP Jr. and then swats his dunk. Puts him on the ground, stares him, they go the other. Montrezl Harrell I thought was really, really good last night. Uh, surprised that the Celtics Raptors has been so close? A little bit. Uh, I'm. I think I'm more surprised at the fact that Boston was up two zero. That actually surprised me. I thought we'd be split at one going to a game three. And oh, they were so close to locking that whole series down. By the way, time. what the fetch? Who is not guarding Anobi in the corner? Like, how do you like not even think of him standing in the corner? That how was do fun you do to watch that? how that played out. And he's just wide open. It's a practice. Well, he three. gets he hides himself walking along the the out of bounds. Yeah, but you don't like man up on him, like you because usually before you would come out of timeout in a situation like that, hey, you got him, you got him, you got him, you got him. I've there got was a him. lot of switching going on. Oh yeah, there was, and there was two. One of them was a moving screen. I'm pretty sure the other one was a pretty darn good screen from Marcus Saul. Well, and if that's in a regular court in a regular arena, yeah. Lowry probably doesn't get that pass off. And by the he way, was able to back up, see, give himself more space to get it up that over the top. top. Fall, man. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> he, amazing. That's incredible. All right, Great some uh, additional thoughts about the NBA playoffs coming up next on the Full Court Press. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Hey, uh, speaking of NBA playoff, you know what's been kind of interesting is that the players are allowed to have their families, right? NBA referees get one guess. How come the coaches aren't allowed to have any sort of family down there? Yeah, I did not realize this until last night. Mike Malone, he in his pre- oh my goodness, he was not happy. He said, I, shame I on you, NBA. NBA. He, 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 he used the words criminal nature to not having allowing to have fa- And I actually agree with him. Why can players and then referees have family, but the coaches can't? I mean, at least give them two guests. At least give them the wives. Well, the NBA's treatment of coaches through this whole thing has been a little sketchy. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, about there was speculation. There's some coaches may not have been able to enter the bubble. That's true. And what didn't Rick Carlisle kind of spearhead that conversation yeah. and fix it to where they could be? 
Yeah, this is kind of it's kind of pathetic in a way. It, it's kind of weird though. I'm watching some replays of of the games last night in different camera angles. You see like people jumping up and down and cheering that are not basketball players. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Hey, you there's kind of a crowd there. There's or whatever. Kind of a cheering section. Those toddlers were passed out too. They're like, "Look, why are we here? <laughs> Just want to go home and watch a movie." Hey, coming up next hour, we'll get you up to date on what's going on with high school football tonight. A busy Friday football night. Uh, we'll get you into. We'll also go through our Friday Five Best. What were the five best moments of the Utah Jazz season? Would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Jordan Clarkson winning Sixth Man of the Year. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Brooklyn Nets surprised everyone yesterday by hiring Steve Nash to be their next head coach. He's certainly a great player, but this is a high-wire act for your first NBA coaching job. Unlike Nash, Nets stars Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have won championships. They have as much to say as any players in the league, and you have to keep them happy while still being able to motivate them. That's the rub with coaching stars. You need a certain amount of gravity. Some guys are great at it, most famously Phil Jackson with the Bulls and the Lakers. Some guys get overwhelmed. The Nets had a good scrappy team under coach Kenny Atkinson, but they let him go, presumably because he wasn't a good match for KD and certainly Kyrie. Maybe Nash's stardom as a two-time MVP and his previous relationship with Duran and Golden State will be effective. He was a brilliant player. Nets fans hope that basketball genius will translate into immediate success for a team that is built to win now and win big. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.